What's doing, everybody? Today is Tuesday, February 27th, and I'm going to hit you with my interview with my pillow founder, Mike Lindell, as well as my interview with former Green Beret Ivan Raiklin. I'm also going to discuss the horrifying murder of Lakeland Riley at the hands of one of Joe Biden's illegal immigrants and a lunatic driver mows down a mother-daughter down in St. Louis and is back out on the streets already. I'm Alec Lace. This is The Alec Lace Show. The American family is under attack. Parents are the underdog of this nation. Your children are being indoctrinated. That's right. Your children. They do not belong to the state. They do not belong to the school system. They belong to you, the parents, as a blessing from God our Father. So let's preserve, protect, and fight for the American family together. You're listening to The Alec Lay Show. The future is family. Welcome, everybody, to The Alec Lay Show. I'm happy and honored, as always, to be here with you guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you're watching the broadcast live on Rumble, you know what to do. Get down there, hit the like button, share the broadcast with everybody in your contact list, and don't forget to follow the channel here on Rumble. All right, I had three episodes for you guys last week. Uh, uh, Of course, I finished it off on Saturday with my live coverage down at CPAC, and there was a couple of interviews I promised you that if I had some extra ones, I would give them to you today. So that is exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to hit you guys with my interview at CPAC with my pillow founder, Mike Lindell, as well as my interview with former Green Beret Ivan Raiklin. So those are coming up in just a minute here. A couple of stories I want to touch on first. And also, before I get to those, yesterday I was on with Larry Kudlow on Fox Business, on the Kudlow Show, and I wanted to hit you with the highlights from that. Uh, the topics on that show were Fannie Willis, who now her and her lover were discovered to have been lying on the stand because they discovered 12,000 text messages and 2,000 phone calls that took place before they say they ever got together, which was both in their testimony. Uh, we also discussed Nikki Haley and Trump and the shape of the Republican voter Uh, moving forward here and how that dynamic has changed. So let me hit you guys with the highlights right here from yesterday on Kudlow on Fox Business. Both of them lied on the stand last week or the week before. That bothers me. They lied and they're in denial. That's all. They're going to deny, deny, deny. That's the game plan here. But that, that this adds up to like 25, 30 text messages a day, five, six phone calls per day. Come on, this is ridiculous. Fanny, uh, Fannie Willis, she made her bed. Everybody's been sleeping in it. Who knows who else she's been texting? If she's texting this guy 12,000 times, there's probably a laundry list of other people. We know she keeps a pile of cash in her house somewhere. Now, obviously, she needs it to pay for this phone bill because I remember back in the day, you needed to, you needed to worry about the minutes. Call me after 9 o'clock. Nights and weekends were free, all right? She's got to have some monster plan here. <laughs> Again. Questions, what do you think? Are there really any Nikki Haley voters? I mean, I think most of these people are Democrats that are supporting Nikki Haley, so I don't think he's going to have a problem. This is Trump's party. This is Donald Trump's party going forward. He's going to win this nomination. But in the general election, uh, how will he do with independence in the general election? I I think he's going to pick them up. I I don't think there's any true Nikki believers out there. I I think he has no problem scooping up the people out there. They're going to see. you got to remember something, uh, Larry. Donald Trump didn't just win these primaries in Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. He broke records in all three of them. This is a dominating performance by President Trump. So it's either get on the Trump train or get stuck with these Nikki Haley. I don't even know who these people are that are supporting her anymore, but... I don't think he has a problem picking them up. All right. I'm gonna election. Well, also, too, you've just seen the, the Teamsters made a large donation yes. to the RNC, which yes. is historic. That hasn't happened in decades. Now, I've been working for the railroad as a mechanic for 24 years, Larry, and we're seeing it there. I'm seeing in all those boxes you just mentioned with the different uh, backgrounds and, and graces and creeds. They all exist in a big melting pot on the railroad. And the shift has been monumental this year towards we're going Trump this way, because no matter what you're making and you're bringing home, it doesn't make a difference if you're getting a raise, if everything you're paying for is skyrocketing. So everyone sees what's happening right now, and they want something changed. They're not better off now than they were four years ago, and that's what's going to bring them out to vote for Trump. Is it true? And so Fannie Willis, 12,000 text messages. Can you imagine this? And and 2,000 phone calls. Imagine the poor uh, schmuck who's dating Fannie Willis right now and watching this and hearing this news, and he's like, wait a minute, uh, Fannie, you only text me like two times a week. What's going on here? Like You text this guy 12,000 times uh, before you even had an intimate relationship? with the guy 
Uh, so something doesn't smell right with all that. And then, of course, you know, we talked about the demographics are changing for the Republican Party. More black voters, more Hispanic voters, younger voters. The demographics are definitely changing. One demographic I think we're going to continue to lose is dead voters. We continuously lose this demographic every year, it seems like. The dead voters predominantly seem to vote Democrat. We can't seem to change that over. That's going to be a big one for us to look into uh, in the 2024 election. No doubt that the dead people will continue to vote. Uh, we got to try to do something to sway their vote a little bit. But all, all kidding aside here, uh, you know, I enjoyed the, the piece there with, with, with Larry Kudlow, and I do think uh, the Fonnie Will- Willis thing is just a scam that we know. It's all about let's get Trump. It's not a, and, and, and again, the left doesn't care. The end justifies the means to them. They don't care that this woman is lying through her teeth or that the lover boy is lying through his teeth or that her father was lying through his teeth on the stand. It's about get Trump. It doesn't matter if you have to play dirty, if you have to lie on the stand and break the rules. You have to get Trump at all costs. That's the only goal. That's the only thing that matters. So it's justified. Fonnie Willis lied on the stand. Justified. If As long as it gets Trump, that's the only thing that matters. Whatever they do to get him, it's irrelevant. They don't care if it's legal, illegal, or whatever. They don't even want to hear about it. And so that's why this continues to happen. And Fonnie Willis and Letitia James and all of these people that are prosecuting Trump and going after Trump. We know the Jack Smith illegally appointed. Seems like it. It doesn't matter. All the rules are allowed to be broken in order to get Trump. We've seen that. And we saw that they spied on Trump's campaign. We now know that to be a fact. It doesn't matter. We know that the whole Russia collusion thing uh, was a hoax. It doesn't matter. It justifies the number one goal, which is getting Donald Trump. That's it. January 6th, was it a Fed surrection? Absolutely. Was there a setup? Absolutely. Does it matter? No. Even if it came out right now, even if they, even if Barack Obama, the great Democrat lord, came out on national TV and said, we orchestrated the January 6th riots so we could frame Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans uh, to make it look like an insurrection. Even if he swore on the Bible and said that, everybody would be like, on the left, these lunatics would be like, well, that's okay. It was worth it to try to get Trump because having Trump as president is worse than that. That's what they would say. They wouldn't even care. They would applaud him for doing it. They'd say, that was good. Good job by you. That's how out of touch with democracy the left really is. They don't care about the laws being broken as long as they can get their teeth on Donald Trump. All right, so the two stories I want to hit you with before I hit you with the interviews here. One is this terrible tragedy, this poor girl and her family, Lakeland Riley, 22 years old, nursing student, out for a jog, murdered by one of Joe Biden's illegal immigrants, this Venezuelan uh, Jose Ibarra, Ibarra, however you say this guy's name, 26 years old. Uh, he, he was arrested by customs September 8th, 2022, after entering the country illegally on Biden's watch, the open borders. But of course, as protocol, we just get him and we let him into the country. And where do they send him? They send him to Democrat cities, right? So he ends up in New York. What happens in New York? Well, he's arrested on September 14th, 2023 by the NYPD, charged with uh, acting in a manner to injure a child less than 17 years old. But what happens? We've got Alvin Bragg in New York. Alvin Bragg has already stated, I will not send anybody to ICE. I will not report anybody to ICE, even people that are arrested. So he held his word. This guy doesn't get reported to ICE. They release him back into the public. Months later, what happens? This lunatic, or not even lunatic, this evil human being murders this innocent girl, Lakeland Riley. Where in the world are the protests on the street? What happened here is it's a crime, yes, but this this could have been prevented. This this is an injustice that's been done to this woman here by Joe Biden and his administration. Joe Biden's got the blood on his hands. Alejandro Mayorkas has got the blood on his hands. Uh, Even Alvin Bragg, he's got the, the blood on his hands. The Democrat Party has blood on their hands here, and they don't even care. You don't see it. Now, this is where the Democrats play this politics game at a better level because they have the media. So you had the George Floyd riots and rallies and protests and statues and all this stuff over a drug addict, convicted criminal who overdosed, and, uh, and they made him a martyr. Because the media told them they had to make him a martyr. That's the only reason they did it. They were told to do it. Just like why they got vaccinated. They were told to do it. They obey. 
Just like they think Trump is the worst thing, worse than Hitler, because they were told to hate Trump. Whatever they're told to do, they do. And they're going to tell you that you're in a cult while they're doing it. But that's the reason why they do it. And since there's nobody there to fire anybody up over this, here's a guy that's illegally in the country, arrested and released, murders an innocent girl, and there's no protests, no, no fanfare, no nothing over this. And it makes me sick. You should see something happening to stand up. That we should, there's no protest going on at the White House, standing in front of the White House. Joe Biden, you're responsible for this young lady's murder. There's none of that. And is Joe Biden responsible for it? You bet your ass he is. If this had been, and, and you know that the way that the, the left plays it, every time there's some kind of shooting, they're right out front, gun control, right out front of it. Anytime somebody is of color is shot by the police, they're right out in front of it. They don't care that the guy that was killed by the police is resisting arrest. He's a criminal, a drug addict, a, a, a career cri- They don't care about any of that. That's irrelevant. The narrative is, it, it, they look for the circles on the, on the narrative. Does it fit the narrative? They look bullseye, fits the narrative. Boom, they run with it. They're off and running. And they're already telling their base what to think and, and what to act and, and what to do. And, and, and then you have the George Soros money that comes in and funds all these things. Where's the Republican George Soros to come in with the big money to, to organize some kind of protest or rally? I'm not saying we got to go full Democrat and start breaking down business windows and burning down neighborhoods. We don't got to do that. But there should be some type of overwhelming response here to what happened. This is the issue. This is the issue. Illegal immigration, open border. That's it. If you ask everybody, even the independents, what's the biggest issue in the 2024 election? The open border, illegal immigration. That's on everybody's mind. That's the answer to that question. What, what's the biggest issue in 2024? The open border. And here's a case right here that signifies everything that you're talking about, and there's no overwhelming response to it. Story will be gone. And it's the family that's got to suffer. And a family should be definitely suing Joe Biden. They should be suing the city of New York. They should be suing uh, the, the Border Patrol, the Mayorkas. They should, they, 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 what happened here could have been prevented had Biden not just, and you know, not for nothing, this guy, this uh, Jose Ibera, he is exactly who Donald Trump warned you about. He warned you about this character, this guy right here. He told you he was coming into the country. They called him a racist for it. And already the media is like, oh, the right's getting out of control with this uh, narrative because, uh, and they'll play it down. And they have the louder voice. So they'll say, oh, look, they're going to try to make it seem as if this is a big issue, uh, that there's a crisis. There is a crisis at the border. And this is the guy that Donald Trump warned you about. The criminal, the rapist, the murderer that's coming over the border. They told you that he was, uh, he was a racist for saying it. 22-year-old nursing student, whole life in front of her, murdered by an illegal immigrant, invited by Joe Biden, cackled in by Kamala Harris, told you that the border was secure by Alejandro Mayorkas, released back into population by Alvin Bragg, because these people hate you. Now, you talk about independence on the fence. Families in this country, I pray to God and I believe in my heart, are going to save this country in 2024. They're going to save it from this deep state, globalist, Marxist, communist, whatever you want to call it, all those things. The families in this country are going to save it. Because I don't care, left or right and independent, if you're a father and you're a mother, you have a family and you've seen what just happened to this young girl, there's no way in the world you can in your heart Pull that ballot for Joe Biden in 2024. It's impossible. If the transgender mental illness stuff that's been affecting and infiltrated our entire younger culture here, it hasn't been enough for you to say, hey, I don't want these guys in the bathroom with my daughter. Having Seeing someone lose their daughter at the hands of an illegal immigrant is going to be enough for you to say, hey, I'm not going for this, man. This could be my daughter. So I really, I really believe it's parents. And you could be an independent. Uh, you could be obviously not the far left. The far left could care less. They could care less no, no matter what happened. And I'm sure some of them even chuckle and laugh that one of their Im- illegal immigrants killed a, a white girl. I'm sure it's funny to some of them. 
So you're not you're, you're not getting in touch with those people. And the Trump derangement people forget about it. They're so far gone. There's no bringing them back. But the people that are old school Democrat, the ones that believed in what don't ask what your country could do for you, but what you could do for your country, that Democrat out there, he's voting. He's nowhere. We know he's not voting uh, Joe Biden. Will he vote for a, a Kennedy? Maybe. But those are the voters we got to win over. And I, it's stories like this that have got to be drilled because they're the stories that will win those voters over. Now, one more tragedy here before I get to these interviews that I want to hit you guys with is this terrible story down in St. Louis by a mother and daughter who went down to go see a Drake concert. They're down They're from Chicago. Uh, this woman, uh, Letty Brasero and Alyssa Cordova. Uh, Letty is 42, Alyssa Cordova, 21. Mother-daughter. They went to go see this Drake concert down in St. Louis. They flew into Chicago, just for from Chicago, just for the event. And I'm going to show the video here. I got to put the, say, the warning. This is a, a very graphic and very just tragic video to watch. It's all over the place here. And just so you can get a sense of how just vicious this killing was, these two women had no idea what even hit them. This guy comes flying through the intersection, right through the red light, and just wipes these two girls out. One of them dead on arrival. Unfortunately, one of them, I believe, died on the way to the hospital. If the reports are right, you would hope that they both died on impact. But they're just crossing the street. The, it looks like the daughter is uh, waving her little bag of whatever she probably bought, a souvenir at the concert. They're, 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 they Obviously, they're crossing. They have the right of way. And this guy is a 22-year-old just lunatic, Monte Henderson, comes through the intersection and just kills them. So what happens? Well, Monte Henderson posts bond and he's back on the street the very next day. After you see this video, how in the world could you allow this guy back onto the street? Now, they charge him with two counts of involuntary manslaughter, I think he's got a cut like a reckless, uh, whatever he's got, charges. Why would you let this guy out of prison? This, this guy took two, two lives for nothing. And he's back out on the street the next day? And this is Monte Henderson here, 22 years old. So now a 21-year-old girl's life is wiped out, a 42-year-old mom wiped out, and this guy, 22-year-old Monte Henderson, he's gonna, he better spend the rest of his life behind bars. I mean, this is a, almost a death penalty sentence when you look at the way this guy recklessly did this. But how do you let him back out on the street? What if this guy now kills somebody tomorrow? He know, he, most likely this guy knows he's going to prison for the rest of his life or a good chunk of it, Right? So how would you let this guy back out on the street? He, he what, what happens now? He mows somebody else down. And you're going to say, oh, well, uh, you know, he shouldn't be out on the street. This is why I keep harping on it, man. We have got a fatherless, a godless, and a lawless society. Lawlessness in these last two stories. Illegal immigrant shouldn't be in the country. He's here illegally. He's a criminal already. His first, his first mo uh, movement in the United States is a criminal activity by coming here illegally. Then he's arrested in New York for whatever this is, endangering a child. He's arrested and released. And then he murders somebody. Because there's no law enforcement. There's no, nobody there like it. There's Alvin Braggs and these uh, uh, garçons out in San Fran. These soft on crime DAs that they don't care. But who do they lock up, mind you? Alvin Bragg, right? Daniel Penny. Daniel Penny locked up and charged and will have to stand trial for saving a group of people in a subway who were being there, had their lives threatened by a maniac in the subway, a freaking career criminal lunatic. And he choked the guy out and now he's on, now he'll be on trial for his life. But this, this guy Oh, oh, he's here illegally? Oh, he endangered a, a child under 17? Eh, let him back out. We won't report him to ICE, nothing. Six months later, boom, he strangles this, brutally murders a 22-year-old Lakeland Riley. It really, it really does make your blood boil and just make you sick. And then again, you see this guy here, lawlessness, blows through the intersection. Not just like he ran the stoplight. It wasn't like he was doing the speed limit and ran through the stop. This guy's going, looks like 90 miles an hour. 
Life changes on the dime. And you never know what's coming next. And prayers to this uh, mother and her daughter and their families and prayers to Lakeland Riley and their families because uh, what, what a tragic, tragic couple of days in this country. And it's going to continue to get worse. How many of these, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jose Ibera. How many Jose Iberas entered the country today? How many entered the country since I started this broadcast? The answer is nobody knows. And on the left, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Get back to work just as your day is planned. Right. Also, the other day we had this uh, lunatic maniac, uh, uh, obviously suffering from some kind of mental illness. The Air Force guy lights himself on fire in front of the Israeli embassy, lights himself on fire for a free Palestine. That's how you that's how the how bad the minds have been warped. The, The cult that you want to talk about. This is how bad that it is. This is the messaging. Here's a guy supposedly serving the country, the United States. And, oh, I will not be complicit. Free Palestine. He lights himself on fire, burns himself to death. Now, he doesn't do this and say, I won't be complicit in allowing hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants, millions of illegal immigrants in the country. I, will, I won't be complicit in allowing fentanyl to kill and, uh, hundreds of thousands of Americans. Um, that, that, that is not, that's no problem. He's going to stand for that. He's not going to stand for Palestine, Israel. This is the reason a 26-year-old active-duty Air Force guy lights himself on fire. That's how the messaging is on the left. That's how brainwashed they've got people. He didn't light himself on fire because of Lakeland Riley, because a, a young innocent girl was murdered at the hands of one of Joe Biden's illegal immigrants. No, he didn't do it for that. That wasn't enough to put him over the edge. Free Palestine was enough. He, he burnt himself to a crisp over a bunch of people who, who who could care less about him. But that's another tragedy occurred in the country over the, over the weekend here. All right, so as you know, I was uh, at uh, CPAC for the last uh, you know four days I spent down there, whatever it was. I went with my son Logan. We had a blast. I brought you the coverage on Saturday. Uh, got some great views, comments on the whole thing. I've been posting some of the full interviews on Twitter or X as well. I will say it was a lighter crowd this year. There was less media there this year. And I'll be honest, I don't know what the, the future of CPAC is going to look like if there's no Donald Trump. This is Donald Trump's, this is it. This is his final run. Whether he wins or loses, it's his final run. I don't know what CPAC, unless they bring him back as a guest speaker, as the former president or whatever next year. But I don't know what that crowd is going to look like without Donald Trump. He is the party. Donald Trump is the uh, the Democrat, uh, Democrat. Donald Trump is the Republican Party, former Democrat, right? But he is the Republican Party. It is a MAGA party right now, and and people that don't think so on the right are delusional. So at CPAC, I was able to get uh, an interview with my pillow founder Mike Lindell. I've interviewed him on First Class Fatherhood. I'm glad that I finally got a chance to interview him for the Alec Lay Show here. Uh, one of the things um, that was important to me was to get him, uh, you know, I wanted to talk about the the fact that he does so much for addicts. You know, I'm a recovering addict, alcoholic, gambler, the whole bit. So I wanted to talk to him about that. Also wanted to get him to say, they use that promo code, fatherhood at mypillow.com, which is good. He gives a good plug here. So you'll enjoy that. And then right after my interview, uh, we'll come back here and I'll introduce Ivan Raikland, who I'm going to have uh, right after Mike. All right. So right now, here comes my interview that I did on Saturday at CPAC down in Washington, D.C. with MyPillow founder, Mike Lindell. All right, live at CPAC here with my man, Mike Lindell. Thanks for giving me a few minutes of your time in the Outlay Show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right, well, listen, promo code FATHERHOOD at MyPillow.com while you're watching this. Second specials you'll ever get. Promo code FATHERHOOD. Go to MyPillow.com and uh, everything we have on sale there. Actually, we brought in the percale sheets, queen size. Ready for this? $34.98. 
King size thirty nine ninety eight. Get it for your show. Let's get those guys back. That's where it's at. I got to tell you that mattress topper is the best product I have in the house, Mike. No doubt. And that turns any bed into the best bed in history. If you've got an old bed, new bed, doesn't matter. You put the mattress topper on there, and it changes everything. You need a different input to get a different output. People waking up every day going, maybe my bed will be better than night. No, you need a my pillow mattress. Listen, Mike. One of the things that you're not known for enough is the thing you do for people that are recovering addicts. Okay, I'm a recovering alcoholic addict and a gambler. Let two weeks ago, I was out at the Super interviewing the players about fatherhood and faith. Right. I'm surrounded in Sin City by alcohol, by drugs, and by gambling. I didn't feel any temptation. I had no desire because of the Lord, because of my faith in God through me. And I think the work you do with recovering addicts is tremendous. You don't get enough applause for that, Mike. Yeah, and that's what I thought my calling was going to be uh, when I quit everything on January 16, 2009, where God removed the uh, desire. I lost, I've never had the desire from that day forward. Crack cocaine, alcohol, gambling, I had it all. Um, and from that from that point, then my work, I ended up setting up the LindellRecoveryNetwork.org. It's free. Anybody out there in addiction, people go there. It will set them free. And and one thing, you get to this platform, and um, it's all it's all addicts that have been through. It brings you hope because you put in your age and your addiction. And you get someone, wow, they made it through, I can too. You know, not by some counselor in a secular treatment center that goes, oh, you hurt your family, you spent all your money. We know that. We're addicts. We don't, you don't have to shame us more, right? And uh, one of the things, though, with uh, the LindellRecoveryNetwork.org, getting off all your addictions is just a bonus. Getting, finding Jesus Christ is the real deal there. That's the real win. Amen, Mike. And this is what I harp on. I know we talk about all these other things at CPAC. I'm going to get to your point on the election interference and the election integrity in a second. But one of the things that I focus on is we have removed the father from the home. We've removed the heavenly father from society. Removed law off the street. Those three things, fatherless homes, godless society, lawless on the streets, those three things, that trifecta is crippling our country. What's your take? Absolutely. You know, I come from a divorced family when I was seven years old, back when divorces weren't common. I was the only kid put into a school from a divorced home, from a, with a divorced family. And I'm not, you can't blame everything on that for me, for myself, but I know there was a poll done in a prison in Kansas. How many people, what's the percentage of the inmates, now they're all felons, that both their parents got married and then they had, they had the child and were still married while, that, while their son or daughter was in prison? Zero percent. You go down to the county level, commit misdemeanors and uh, um, gross misdemeanor, and it goes up and it keeps going up. The family unit so important. The other thing is God. You take God out of our schools. I did a speech from the Rose Garden a few years ago, and it was worldwide news because I spoke about God and, uh, and spending time getting back with our families and spending time in the Word and the Bible with our Bibles. And you didn't think I killed somebody, right? It was attacked from all over the country, all over the world. And um, but people come up to me all the time. One of the things I said: God's given us grace. Uh, and uh, people say, Mike, this doesn't feel like grace. This is three, four years later now. I go, oh, but it is. I said, right now, God's given us grace where right now the things that are going on, even the bad things, people are pouring into this bucket for Jesus Christ. They don't look to God when things are going good. It's when things are going bad and you're praying. And people, I'm going to tell people, you can be people that have, Mike, I prayed though, and Donald Trump didn't get back in, or this didn't happen, or this didn't happen. I said, you know, those are reactionary prayers, and they might not be God's will. It's like when I'd be in jail or whatever, you know, I'm going, please, God, I'll never do this again. Those are reactionary prayers that might not be God's will. Well, where is God's will? God's will is in the Word, and if you stay in the Word every day, everybody, you're proactive. You can be proactive in prayer, and they line up beautifully. I can have a peace knowing, you know what? Everybody do all you can right now and be courageous, contagious. You can't sit back and let you know let someone else take care of it. And uh, and uh, be proactive in prayer. And wherever at we're in the greatest time in history to be alive. If we didn't have anything right now to do to make change and to help everyone. If you're in the ministry right now and you're you're a pastor out there and you can't ministry to people now, you're in the wrong business. And because people are open to they're open to answers, and, and that answer is Jesus. There's a revival happening right now, and we need revival one. revival in history. Yes, yep. big time, with the yep. family and with faith. And I always say, when you talk about prayers, the belief, right? Mark 11, 24 tells us, whatsoever you, be- you ask for in prayer, believe you have received it, and it will be yours. It's in the belief. It's in the faith. 
That's exactly right. Absolutely. All right, so let's turn this over here. Obviously, now we're at CPAC here. The biggest thing, Trump could be running up against anybody right now. He wins hands down. His biggest opponent is election integrity and getting people out to vote. Those two things, if we don't get it, we don't have a chance. Right, right. Well, and, they, and what we're doing, I have, if you go to lindellplan.com, I have this, everything, and I, you know, I've been a voice. God bless, bless me with a voice for the country. It's everybody's voice. And we have, uh, I've had the, the lindellplan.com, you go there. I've set up the Election Crime Bureau, the Cause of America, everything. I address 300,000 people every Monday. With this plan, we have to secure our election. We have over three, almost 300 counties now completely uh, committed to go paper ballots hand counted. We're going to secure our elections as much as we can. Uh, my team was in South Dakota yesterday. We're getting all 66 county. Um, so get involved. Go to lindellplan.com. If, if when I told our real president, I said, "Sir," the, he goes, "Mike, the only way I the only way I lose is if they steal it again." I said, "You know what? That'll be up to God because he's got enough. His polling numbers, he'd win 60, 70 percent. We're not a divided country. Everything's pouring into this basket of common sense. And but now, if we get this election secure enough over here, this, they'll have to steal it so much here it would stand out like a sore thumb." Uh, and in this county, Biden wins 99% to 1%. Eh, come on. We'd be on to it. So, and that's why they're in the biggest panic ever that they, the, the evil is. And so we just got to play this out. But everybody's got to get involved. And, and you can, um, I have apps. You go to the Mike Lindell or go to the app store, the Mike Lindell Courage app, the Frank Social app. You guys, you need to learn what's going on and get the real news. And Mike, you've been buried more than anybody can personally uh, financially, and over the years here, has anything that's ever happened or have you seen made you once a shed a shadow on the doubt of your belief that this election was stolen from Donald Trump? No, 100% no. I knew that right out of the gate on January 9th. There was one thing that where I really, you know, I look at deviations and numbers every day, every day. Um, and if a radio station or a podcast would do uh, you know, numbers that went you know, to higher, way higher than normal or way lower than number, you dig in and you find out why, okay? Well, in the 2020 election, you got into November and December. What I did my own investigation. One of the things that bothered me the most was every county I checked into and every state I checked into had people that voted that didn't live there. Now, that's illegal. And I couldn't imagine 10,000 people marching into Minnesota going, hey, let's go vote for Biden. And, and I knew it had to be done with computers. I was given, by the grace of God, all the evidence on January 9th, 2021, and it explained everything. It was all done with computers. It's like if you skim a casino, you don't just skim one one uh, game or it would stand out. You had to skim them all. Uh, every single state in this country, every single county was skimmed for votes. Now, they didn't skim enough, obviously, they, because he broke the algorithms. And, and uh, one of the things we found out, too, was things called cast vote records that come right out of the machines and... Um, and uh, we got them from every state. Or we ended up getting one-third of them. A lot of places wouldn't give it to us. Republican states like South Dakota, shame on them. Um, and the cast vote record is they can order the votes come in. It's like if you missed a football game and it was 10 to 10, and you've seen the replay, 10 to 10 in the second quarter. In the third quarter, it doesn't go 10-7. You, you would question that. That's what a cast vote record is. So we got all these cast vote records, and... We, and we, we looked at all of them, over a thousand of them. They either show computer manipulation or they don't. 100% of them did. So there's never been a doubt in my mind. It's only been confirmation, confirmation. Obviously, I can't, I can't, and people say, well, would you regret it, Mike? Would you turn back because you've lost everything? And, and all my personal money's went, everything's went into the plan, the Lindell plan. So, by the way, if you guys want to support something, everything goes through there. Lindellplan.com, and they uh, so that that needs money. Then my company, what bothers me the most, I get I don't mind getting attacked. I can take it. I, it's how I get the word out. But they attacked an employee-owned company with lawsuits because their CEO is out there wanting to secure our elections. It's shameful. It's disgusting. And as you know, all we need all the support. They need all the support you can get. So that's where you guys come in. You have your audience supporting them. And uh, we appreciate everything. I support my pillow. You got an unshakable faith. God bless you for what you're doing. And again, tell the people when they use the promo code Fatherhood, what can they get at my pillow? Fatherhood, right now today, your biggest special that just came in for CPAC here um, is the percale sheets, the queen size, thirty four ninety eight a set. 
king size $39.98 a set. That's unheard of. It's the lowest price in history. And everything else on there that we, we have, you can save up to 80%. We don't have any middlemen. We don't have box stores and stuff. They canceled on my pillow. They even they even canceled my book to get my book out, you know. So use that promo code FATHERHOOD, everybody, and and please help us out. And thanks for ones you, that you have already helped. And by the way, you'll be helping yourself to the best sleep in history, period. No doubt about it. First class father, Mike Lindell. Thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time. Promo code FATHERHOOD at MyPillow.com. You heard it right from the man himself, Mike Lindell. It was an honor to get a chance to sit down and talk to him a little bit about the politics, uh, a little bit about faith, a little bit about recovery. And so an honor to get a chance uh, to speak to him again. He he has been a sponsor of First Class Fatherhood for quite a few years, also now using it for this show as well. So if you are interested, you go to MyPillow, use the promo code FATHERHOOD. And one of the other interviews that I did that I didn't get to put into the uh, broadcast on Saturday is an interview I did with a very a very intense, very passionate former Green Beret, Ivan Raiklin. He's also a lawyer, ultra marathon runner. Uh, they call him the Deep State Marauder. Uh, he is uh, very, very, has his finger on the pulse of what's going on here. So, uh, it was a pleasure and an honor to have him to join me at the booth at CPAC as well down in Washington, D.C. So I'm going to hit you guys with that interview right now. <laughs> All right, we're live at uh, CPAC with this character here, Ivan. It's that- live? It, well, no, we're not live. We're recording it, but oh. it will be live when we okay, put it out, right? So, it. All right, we're here at CPAC with Ivan. Ivan, uh, nice. what's, your, what's your take here on CPAC and what's been your message to the people? My message to the people is that we need to do two things. Crush the commies and castrate the deep state. I, I, I like your style. Now, listen, uh, obviously right now, this is Trump's party here. This is, this, without Trump, this CPAC wouldn't be what it is. Correct. And it would be frightening to see if Trump wasn't running, what would we be looking forward to? Like, what are we looking forward to beyond? Right now, it's Trump's party. Some people right. are in denial about that. I know we have South Carolina going on right now. What's your take on Nikki Haley, and will she drop out after getting buried in her home state? Three things you covered there. Yeah, absolutely. The first point you wanted to make, and I'm going to agree with, is that this is Trump's party. And to give a little bit of context, this is my sixth or seventh. CPAC, and there's been a slow roll uh, movement of moving from the toxic, feckless, stone cold, coward, gutless, simp Republican crowd to a more lion, tiger, mauler crowd to basically go after the two entities that I said the commies and the deep state. Number two, you talked about Nikki Haley in South Carolina. Well, guess what? You know that. Mike Morell apparently donated $1,000 to Nikki Haley. If you don't know who Mike Morell is, former acting director of the CIA, who was one of the 51 that signed on to say that the Hunter Biden laptop had all the earmarks of a Russian information campaign. So if somebody like a Mike Morell is supporting a Nikki Haley, deep state much? Absolutely. So guess what, Nikki? Never Nikki. And then I think you made a third point which was, I can't recall, but I think it was this. You wanted to ask me a question about how do we free all the January 6th political hostages. How do we do that, Ivan? You go after one of the other people that signed on to the, that was part of the 51, that said that the Biden laptop had all the earmarks of a Russian information campaign. One of those 51, you know what I'm referring to, right? Yeah. Is a guy by the name of David Buckley who was the inspector general for CIA director John Brennan back in the day and later was appointed by Pelosi, Lizzie Cheney, as well as none other than Benny Thompson on that January 6th Mike Pence cover-up committee. So David Buckley was the staff director, and he was directed to go ahead and politically persecute everybody to to include Trump and coordinate with the U.S. Capitol Police chief and the Capitol Police general counsel, Tad Tobias, to go after all of their political opponents via the vector known as the insurrection, which was in fact a Fed surrection. I think that was your third point. Yeah, there's no doubt about a Fed surrection. We all see that. And what's interesting too, Ivan, is that we see all the upscale from the uh, from the left talking about uh, Putin goes after his political opponents. Uh, he's trying to kill his political opponent. He jails them. He does all that. But yet we see the left, we see the Democrats doing the exact same thing to their political opponent in Donald Trump, tying him up in the courts uh, with all the lawsuits they have going against him, uh, taking away his freedom of speech. We see what they're doing. They're doing the exact same thing, yet they're in some kind of denial that they're doing anything other than what Putin's doing. Right. I'm going to give you a couple of more specific examples of how they 
the, the China First Democrats and the China First Republicans are executing their political opponents. Let's go back to, oh, I don't know, 2020, 2021. How many people were murdered due to the lab incident over in Wuhan? If you believe the figures, um, over a million Americans were murdered, right? Due to that lab incident that was funded by Fauci and company. You know what I'm referring to? Yeah, and then what about the other folks that were murdered in the... If you go to the CDC's own website, over 38,000 have been murdered due to the Pfizer variant, due to the Moderna variant, and due to the J&J variant of DNA slash heart-exploding injections, DNA mutilation injections. And then uh, the other components, more specifically, those are unnamed general population folks. Well, what about the political opponents of Mr. Michael Byrd, Ashley Babbitt was murdered on January 6th. Roseanne Boylan was murdered by D.C. Metropolitan Police Officer Lila Morris. So many examples of how in the United States the Chinese Communist Party's ambassador to the U.S., known as Joe Biden, is basically directing his criminal syndicate to go after and murder his political opponents. And that's, that is one of the main reasons why I'm running to be the next Secretary of Retribution. I like your style. Now, listen, obviously, everything you mentioned there, I asked this to Cash Patel earlier, too, because the Chinese Communist Party is sitting there watching and observing what's happening here in this country, and they're seeing the influx of people they're pouring into the country. They're not only watching. They're directly involved in making sure that it happens through their number one surrogate, Mr. Biden. Yeah, and, and of course, like I said, so you're, they're seeing all these people come into the country, they're watching America destroy itself, and they're sitting there, they got to be laughing and dancing in the street to watch what's happening, and then actively partaking in the demise of America. But right now, the only way, like I said before, if Trump wasn't running, he is the party. If Trump wasn't sitting there right now, the only, our only chance we have is getting Trump in this election. We don't get it. I think that's it for the Republican Party, and I think that's it for the American people. I, I'm going to say shortly yes, but here's specifically why. So the reason why many people with the China First Republicans and the China First Democrats, which is all of them, right? The reason why they have TDS, known as Trump Derangement Syndrome, is because, because of specific institutions that have been identified already. If You can watch the interview that Tucker just did with Mike Benz. I don't know if you saw that last Friday. I've seen the clips they share. But if you want to go to the next level of identifying the specific individuals, then you take it back to the original transgression, which was in 2016... Brian Otten, Joe Pienka, uh, Jim Baker, Jim Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, etc., were the ones at the FBI that went ahead and started to spy in coordination with John Brennan over the CIA that asked his counterparts in Britain and in Australia, by the way, through his friend who was the chief of station in, at the CIA station in London, Gina Haspel. Ring a bell? Yeah. Anyhow... They decided to go ahead and create leverage over Trump, which they never had before, so that they can control him through that mechanism, as well as placing the handler of choice by the Uniparty, another toxic, feckless, stone-cold, coward, gutless simp, Mike Pence. And so now they're trying to do the same with this Nikki Haley character, basically trying to get her enough leverage to then... If they can't block and box him out from appearing on the ballot in sufficient number of states to then not get him enough delegates... Then, if he does secure enough delegates through law, you know, the counter lawfare, then they're going to try to t they're going to try to tee up Nikki Haley to be his second term handler, so that they can continue to perpetuate the escalating cover ups of that initial spying, the Mueller investigation, impeachment hoax one and two, the whistleblowing Eric Cherimella, all these scumbags that we've basically known and uh, known about over the last, I think, well, where are we at now? Eight years now. Yeah. Yeah, but I can go into hours of detail on every one of these scum because that's why my name is the Deep State Marauder. You have to know the individual individual scum within the Deep State if you're going to go ahead and effectively maraud and ice pick them. Well, one of the things that we saw, Ivan, when Trump was, was president was that so many people were in his cabinet and with him at the White House that came out and undermined him, right? He even had... Absolutely. Stephanie Grisham was one of his press secretaries, came Ooh, out and wrote a book. Bring it back. She bring says, back. I, I never even voted for him. Now, how do you not vote for the guy and you end up being his press secretary? So his vetting process, I would imagine this time around, is going to be a lot more... Uh, he's going to pay a lot more attention to detail when he's deciding who to bring into this cabinet. Right. He needs to have a 
nice little counterintelligence and counter surveillance capability of his own going in. And basically, you have to look at everybody to make sure that, again, I've created the deep, what's known as the deep state target list with uh, my team here. And it goes into details of who is the enemy. And anybody in that ecosystem needs to also be considered as seditious co-conspirators that need to be rooted out. And like I said before, I'm running to be America's actually first Secretary of Retribution. And in that department, I already have a plan in place. We're going to have three departments. The first department is going to be the research arm. Preference goes to anybody that is a January 6th defendant or a January 6th family member. They're going to help us create further, more deep dive lists. Then we're going to have the second one, which is the second department, known as the action arm. Everybody that was kicked out of the military due to the illegal DOD CCP-19 jab mandate, they're going to be basically the action arm to action the targets that are made by the, J the, the January 6th defendants in that other, the first department. And they're going to be conducting raids and swattings that will then need to be live streamed by the third department. And that's where I would like to invite you to participate in that third department to be able to live stream as we go ahead and action those targets in the same way and fashion as we saw the precedence has already been set. So we're going to do it in a very similar way to what they did to Roger Stone, to Steve Bannon, to Peter Navarro, to Mike Lindell, and so on and so forth. Meaning, we're going to swat you where we can, and we're going to raid you where you can. And, you know, being the leader that I like to claim that I am, I will always volunteer to be the first man in the stack as we conduct those raids and I would love to invite you to live stream. I love it. We're going to use promo code FATHERHOOD on the MyPillow app if we get that live stream. <laughs> All right, listen, so you're going to be the Secretary of Retribution. Correct. Who, let me get you out of here. Who do you think, uh, give me your pick in your heart here. Who do you think Trump takes for VP, or who do you, would you like to see him make the selection, make the pick? I want, I want somebody to be, let me explain what needs to happen. A vice, this is for everybody listening. You don't want somebody that... In order to win the presidency, you want somebody that can bring in a base of support to guarantee your win, right? That's one thing, which is not the same thing as being an effective vice president. I'm going to explain to you what an effective vice president would look like as a constitutional attorney to be able to understand what we need in that position. Now, whether or not that's going to help win the presidency, that's a separate topic. So let me focus on that part. You need somebody that has enough national name ID recognition that has enough leverage fundraising as well as leverage in the political ecosystem to bring pain to every single China First Republican. Mitch McConnell, Toon, all of the current leadership within the Republican Senate. Remember, as the vice president, you're the president of the Senate. I would argue those guys are Democrats, but go ahead. So the, I call them the China First Republicans, right? I like right? It. So again, it's all part of the China first, and then you got to subdivision the Democrats and the subdivision the Republicans. So anyhow, you need to be able to have somebody that can body check them, embarrass them, and make them squirm to say, you know what, you're not going to vote the way you've been voting, because otherwise we're going to crush you. We're going to bring the pain, and we'll, you know what, I'm going to call the Secretary of Retribution to investigate you, your family, your neighbors, until we find something. That way you can vote according to America First values. That's number one. Number two, you want somebody that knows the deep state in and out, that can then immediately root them out. And I would say number three, you want somebody that's constitutionally focused and very America First, that is not leveraged and tethered by all of these China, Ukraine, 10% for the big guy deals like Mitch McConnell, right? And Kevin McCarthy. So, so give that me the leaves give me, me the with that really leaves me with two people that are in the position to do that. Number one draft pick would be General Flynn, and number two would be Tucker Carlson. Wow, I, I'm voting either one of those tickets. But I'll tell you what, the way you unravel that or reveal that is kind of the way I think Trump is going to do it when he makes the pick. Like he's going to go into there that. There needs to be retribution. Yeah, uh, Vivek, very intelligent individual, smart, young. Happy he, with that he, pick, too. He doesn't have any understanding of the deep state to be able to go at him. 
He has a not. He does not have the leverage necessary to crush them. He has not done a single thing that I've seen that has put himself in a position of uh, where he had to put anything on the line. I think he's the only, only benefited from everything he's done in life. I think the only thing that he does bring that you mentioned that was important was bringing the people to vote. He helps with the right. young voters. I That's think what he I'm does saying. That. That's a separate issue that I wanted to bifurcate. That he absolutely does. Tulsi Gabbard brings it in. Tulsi Gabbard may be a, a wild card there, I would say, because she does, she kind of does both, not to the extent that a Tucker and a Flynn does on the deep state actioning arm of it, but she does have an appeal on one side to bring in voters that would not normally vote for Trump, but she also has enough credibility, gravitas, and understanding of the deep state and the ecosystem to address that issue as well. So it's kind of like you're splitting the baby right there with the, with the Tulsi Gabbard. So that would be a, an interesting... Well, we're, we're all going to wait and see. We'll see in August. I think that's when he'll make the pick. But, Ivan, I know one thing. You're America first. I love what you do. Uh, thank you for your service, and thanks for giving me a few minutes of your time. No, the I like the, the dialogue. Good to meet you, finally. All right. Pleasure to meet Excellent. you. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, Ivan had me fired up there. He had my son fired up as well. It was a real, like again, it was a really cool experience for my son. I interviewed two Green Berets, two Navy SEALs, uh, so it was awesome for my son to get a chance to meet these people as well. Uh, but it was great to have Ivan stop by the, by the booth. Let me know what you guys thought about his interview, the interview with Mike Lindell. Leave a comment down below while you're down there. Don't forget to hit the like button, share the broadcast, and follow the channel right here on Rumble. You guys have been great. I can't say thank you enough for all of your support. Now, I have been promising you this interview with Robbie Starbuck. I told you it would be today. Uh, we've rescheduled again. It looks like Thursday is the day that I will have Robbie Starbuck here on the podcast. We'll see if we can't make that happen. Uh, we are on the schedule as of now. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I'll be back here on Thursday with it. If you missed out on any of my CPAC interviews, flip it back on the channel here. Uh, one, and you'll find it. Uh, it was Saturday. I put the broadcast out. It's a, a bunch of interviews there. You got Michael Knowles, uh, Cash Patel, uh, Carl Higby. Uh, Terry Schilling, uh, Congresswoman Kat Kamak, all those interviews and more, uh, they are on the previous uh, ep episode or a previous live cast that I did here on Rumble. Also had the uh, son of the former Brazilian president, Eduardo Bolsonaro, join me. That, that interview is doing really well on Twitter. It's getting passed around quite a bit. Uh, so just go check it out if you missed it. Uh, again, if you're interested in any of the MyPillow products, don't forget to use that promo code FATHERHOOD. And I, that's all I got for you guys here today. And I will be back with you on Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Rumble. Hopefully having Robbie Starbuck here with me. If not, follow me on X at Alec Lace for the upcoming guest announcements. Still working, made a lot of contacts, did a lot of networking down there in Washington, D.C. So got some good stuff coming your way soon. Follow me on X to find out who the upcoming guests will be. And that's all I got for you guys. So God bless all you parents out there and you listeners. God bless all our first responders and our military active and veteran. God bless America. And I will catch you guys on Thursday. You're listening to The Alec Lace Show. Hey, everybody. Alec Lace's book, First Class Fatherhood, is out. I'm in it. I was blessed to be on his show twice, and he's had a lot of big names on there, all fathers talking about their children, their family experiences, their fatherhood experiences. I talk about our daughter in there. And uh, look, he, Alec is a first-class guy running a first-class show and, and, again, a first-class book. Pick it up, guys. Look for me in there. Read it. You'll be glad you did. A lot of good lessons learned in there. Hey, what's up, guys? Shout-out to my friend, Alec Glaze. Number one bestseller, first-class fatherhood, guys. Amazing people in this book, like teammates Craig Sawyer, David Rutherford, uh, Don Rosso, you got Medal of Honor recipients like Dakota Meyer, you got uh, Bob Carey, you got the world survivor himself, Marcus Luttrell, and then you got some incredible business leaders like Bedros Koulian, NFL players like NFL champion punter Steve Weatherford, all in this book. You should check it out. First Class Fatherhood, advice and wisdom from high-profile dads, is now available on Amazon. You're listening to The Alec Lee Show, the future is family.